1: Okay, welcome back, folks, to this particular podcast that maybe you've heard, maybe you haven't. Either way, welcome. I am Ruben Studdard.
2: And I am Bessie Coleman. This is The Read. Thanks for coming back.
1: Thank you. Thank you, indeed. Let us begin, shall we, with some excellent Blackness. Black excellence, if you will. (laughs) This week, we're going to give it to Danielle McLeave. Who is, well, she just uh, graduated with a doctorate um, from the University of Hawaii at Manoa. Forgive me if I'm uh, mispronouncing this island or or place. Um, But she is the first Black woman architect to earn a doctorate from this school. Wow. Wow. So she got a bachelor of fine arts degree with an emphasis in sculpture and painting from Belmont. And then she pursued her doctorate at uh, University of Hawaii. She won uh, the Hawaii Architectural Foundation Award for a thesis that was called Redesigning the Hood. Using culturally aware wellness as a tool to inform architectural design i never <laughs> reached a thesis era in my life because i wasn't <laughs> meant to but i'm very fascinated by them and there are so many um black thesi by um <laughs> people that i'd really like to have a deep dive into this is one of them okay <laughs> um so exactly. this school 115 years old it's word, and <laughs> first ever black women are in uh this degree <clears throat> it says here on because of them we that is not uh doesn't pay us or advertise mm-hmm. it's just a well of information that i use quite literally all of the time
2: mm-hmm. so
1: if you ever want to just read about black people and things doing pretty well Go give them a follow or shout out. It's nice to get some good news. Of yeah. <laughs> every other kind of news that's taking place on the planet. Correct. Um, But it says here that Danielle plans to continue incorporating practices of research and hard work and equitable housing and culturally aware design practices in the world of architecture, she said, I was proud to have been here. This program is not easy. And I had to overcome a lot to accomplish it. But I was also saddened that in 2022, of God's years, the, the God's years <laughs> part's not there. I have to remember this quote. <laughs> That in 2022, there are still firsts like this to be had. <laughs> It honestly is overdue and I feel like there's room for improvement in the architecture world and in architecture curriculum to highlight and showcase more and people of color, more women and people of color designers.
2: Absolutely.
1: Congratulations to you you badass. And Mm -hmm. uh, this picture is really cool because she has like a bunch of lei around her neck, the flowers Mm -hmm. the wine flower. Yep. I don't know if that's like a a uh, regular thing when you graduate from school in hawaii or maybe if it's university in hawaii or what but it's like flowers yeah they just make things nice
2: they do congratulations to her that she's I right it is crazy but flowers.
1: god should have said when he made flowers He should oh, have it yes. into the dirt they just <laughs> make things nice in case
2: you hadn't noticed like Add me for a little cheer, a little razzle-dazzle to your day.
1: Or 1-800-Flowers.com. I don't know what their slogan is, but they should change to (laughs) flowers. They just make things nice.
2: Somebody's advertising agency needs to snap you up. You're full of ideas. I mean, I'm correct.
1: (laughs) All right, let's jump into um, our gossipy, soapy, pop culture segment Lord that we us. do every week that is called Hot Top. <laughs> Hi, Link. <laughs> Get your ass out.
2: Oh, she said
1: already. <laughs> Actually, I'm not even going to put you down because that's when the real madness happens. <laughs> so, it was... Oh, oh, yeah. Hot Tops, Bottom Gun, Maverick, Mm -hmm. Um, Tasty. Shout out to Jay Ellis, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. Lawrence in the Tom Cruise movie, Flying Jets and stuff.
2: Yeah, I saw that it went number one. Good for the black person in that movie.
1: Good for the black person (laughs) in that movie that I enjoy. Yep. Yes, indeed.
2: That is all I
1: got. (laughs) I have not seen it because I haven't seen the original Top Gun. And I'm the type of girl that's like, if I haven't seen the original Mama... Oh Lord. Until I watched that original, girly.
2: I don't think you need to do that with Top Gun.
1: (laughs) Cause like what could it possibly be about there? About flying planes, huh?
2: I mean, as far as I know, all I really remember about Top Gun is the song, the something to the danger zone song. Cause my The song that came out with the original is like Highway to the Danger Zone.
1: That's from Top Gun? (laughs) Oh, that is from Top Gun. Yeah, okay. It's the Top Gun song.
2: Yeah. So that's all I know. Right. I never watched it. I don't care, but...
1: You know, I've never seen it either, but I'm just realizing now that you say that that I do know the quote-unquote Top Gun song.
2: Yeah. That's all I know from it, though. Maybe they're fighter pilots.
1: No context. I think that's what they are. I just don't know what else it has to do with anything. Yep, same. I'm guessing probably some real-world American beef that they fix. you know... (laughs) turned into you know fictionalized drama and sure you know, probably Tom why not. is there to talk about aliens jumping into volcanoes or whatever Scientology is about that's not the point let's talk about the <laughs> oh I didn't order that I didn't put this into any let's see okay fine you know typically I'm like oh let me just put this in an order from like light to oh girl get a therapist but I didn't do that this week so I don't know. <laughs>
2: Hey, y'all. Listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. OK, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or you know even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and a yada, yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today.
1: All right, let's start with this one because uh, it is pretty lighthearted. It made me smile and it really adds up to nothing. Um, Tamar Braxton tweeted a few days ago the following. <laughs> Tamar is a mom oh, of an eight-year-old named Logan that looks... Oh yes, I he mean, does.
3: <laughs> exact
1: <laughs> like he does indeed. Whether you say spitting image, splitting image or or sister image or sharper image, that you image look just like his daddy. <laughs> anyway, Tamar Braxton her tweeted, "My son woke me up harassing me, asking me, quote, don't you think it's time for a boyfriend?" <laughs> Quote, you know you can at least download Tinder. Damn, not an (laughs) eight-year-old. She says, how's an eight-year-old going to attack me like that? Broken heart emoji. I'm going back to bed, shaking my (laughs) head. Now, this blessed me because... First of all, how dare he? But at the same time, maybe he just wants his mama to be happy. I mean, but you woke up with that that
2: violence on your mind. (laughs) You woke up and thought, you know what? She need a man. And it's time I say something. It's past. How dare time. you? Right. That's
1: what I oh, get. And What the hell does your eight-year-old ass know about Tinder, young man? Right. See, this is a problem now. I may I and I'm just gonna go ahead and em- embrace my crotchety era, because I've been old since I was born. Okay. <laughs> this was wrong with these kids today, all, all this TikTok <laughs> and 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 vining and 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 reeling on, and all this Unk. other goddamn bullshit. <laughs> Y'all know too much. What does this eight-year-old baby know about swiping left and right? Come on, Uncle let the kids live. <laughs> he probably got that from his daddy, actually. If you don't go and place some cinnamon toast crunch into a large bowl mm-hmm. and get breakfast into your system, yeah, it's it's really harassing like, me about dating. I'm really Shocked by how
2: bold this is, because I feel like <laughs> everlasting at eight. You're These old These rich
1: black niggas, <laughs> yeah, y'all. These rich black shit. babies are a different breed. They are,
2: because <laughs> let me tell you what I would have never done in my not life
1: ever. and I got to get a surprise smacked. trip to Disney World. <laughs> okay, so we were okay. We were n- <laughs> we were nowhere near wealthy, but I definitely Ooh. got a surprise Disney World trip. Okay, okay. And I still didn't have the goddamn gumption to talk to any one <laughs> of my damn people.
2: Yeah, no, Mm-mm. I'm just yeah. I felt like at eight, you have other business that do not involve whether your
1: mama is on these apps, <laughs> creating slimes. Yeah, transforming your transformers. Go do kids Coloring. go outside? Do they play in the dirt anymore? I was just about to say <laughs> identifying bugs. Yep. <laughs> playing with roly tree polies. climbing <laughs> we had a roly poly
2: hospital when we were kids
1: <laughs> shooting and laddering Oh god! In, in whatever order you prefer oh god yeah nigga games, what are you TV. in here doing waking me up out of my goddamn sleep at nine o'clock in the morning talking to me about oh having god. a boyfriend yeah, excuse no. me logan logan over here logan <laughs> Logan, have you seen a market of niggas out in the street? That's what the fuck I would have said if I was Tamar, um, whatever her middle name is, Braxton, Tamar yeah. Marie, Antoinette Braxton. I would have said, "Hey, Logan, hey, when's the last time you hit the the fucking beat and <laughs> asked the girls?" <laughs> this is why we don't have What's kids. What's looking like out here, um, in terms oh, of scooping man. niggas up? Get your ass out of my master bedroom and let me get some Z's. You get what? downstairs and and color or hit the 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 iPad, nigga, and stop worrying about my apps. Kids are ruthless. Wow. Anyway, this is the cutest thing ever. Logan is a saint, and um, I thought this was adorable, but also birth control because how dare you? <laughs>
2: right, and it ate at that. Like, please get you so some toddler to business.
1: Happy uh-uh no eight is what third grade don't you got some worksheets to do uh-uh. and at the same time when tamar is when tamar is is dating and probably getting some good um after school care
2: oh
1: wow all right all right mm. when tamar is dating getting some after school care logan probably gets um he probably gets fruit snacks and excess. He probably gets an ah, extra hour uh, okay. before bedtime, more screen time. You know what I'm saying? When mommy, <laughs> when mommy is is in a good mood, <laughs> all kinds of shit. Because her date spent the night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's easy Mac <Matt>, all day <laughs> long. I was just Logan say, knows what time for dinner. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i and and that's why I vote yes on this. Oh, I fuck wow. with you, Logan. Making your mom happy oh. and also getting your resources together. That would be hilarious a if that diva. was the
2: reason. If he was like, honestly, you're nicer when you have a nigga around. <laughs> You'd be letting <laughs> me play extra games. I get to stay out past when the street lights come on.
1: <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest.
2: That would be so funny.
1: <laughs> Y'all's kids. They're not dumb. No, they're not. They're very perceptive. <laughs> if anything, they're more perceptive and observant than our old asses. Yeah. They're just waiting for our time. All right. right. I'm projecting.
2: Tamar made him go to bed on time last night and he was like, you know what? <laughs>
1: Something about this bullshit has to change. <laughs> and the problem is... He wasn't done with Fortnite. There was actually <laughs> some more roadblocks to blocks <laughs> and some more among to us. Yeah. And how dare you tell him to go and yep. get on the covers. He went to bed with a
2: big attitude. And he was like, what What can I do? What does I do? You can swipe
1: right. God damn it. <laughs> because I'm over it. The end. Charlie. Oh
2: my God. I can't handle y'all's kids.
1: <laughs> I love Happy black babies, yeah. Or just, I, I just, I wish there was another planet slash reality to just ship them away to, where they would all be safe, respected, loved, and mm. raised in a climate that won't destroy them by the time they know what they want to Yeah,
2: yeah, that would be nice for them. Good luck. But,
1: but here I am, being me, and look at this one raggedy brown bitch <laughs> that I can barely keep still.
2: You better leave my face alone,
1: this fucking African American <laughs> negress.
2: That is my girl. Hi, Link. Hi, baby.
1: This high D. Are you
2: having fun? Are anyway, you? Yeah.
1: What's next? So. Let's talk about Nene Leek's latest lawsuit. And we're not talking about the one that she's got headed towards Bravo. The dolls are suing her, girl.
2: Oh, hell. For what this time?
1: So, Nene has a man. She's dating this Liberian um, rich nigga named... (laughs) Uh, I don't know how to... All
2: right. (laughs)
1: I saw that he he shortens it to Yanni, so I'm gonna call him Yanni. Okay, which I also think is the same name as them stones. So I'll be putting in your pussy that I can I ain't know the name of last week, but that's fun, different. Fun. Either way, <laughs> Yanni is Nini's new nigga that she's been dating and cheesing with ear to ear, um, out in the club and and down to the Lanethia. Isn't that the name of her bar slash lounge? The Lanethea Lounge, hookah spot. Yeah. slash omelet house slash in pancakes, that strip mall pancake emporium <laughs> <laughs> yeah slash that's exactly sho- what it is sh- shoe shine boutique anyways mm. right next door to a radio shack remember when they I don't need to be petty you um so <laughs> the doll baby Yanni is apparently married. oh Christ and that's the real problem oh Girl that's why brain. niggas was
2: saying close your lips to married men.
1: Yes, yes. That's
2: oh child. hell,
1: yeah! That's the lemongrass. Uh oh. So they say that um, apparently Yanni's wife, M- Malamine. There, I'm so sorry. Blame my my ignorant brain, uncultured mm-hmm. brain. Not my husband, my American term about. Correctly pronouncing people's names, but this nigga's wife is apparently suing Lenethia for alienation of affection. How is that? She claim right. Okay. Yes, on today. I'm
2: looking at it right now.
1: She claims that Nini has been posting pictures and videos and reels and captions and shit with her husband and absolutely oh, yes, destroyed her marriage. And she is over it. And she's going for more than a hundred thousand dollars, according to uh, TMZ. And apparently this is something that you can do in North Carolina. You can... So I see. Yikes. TMZ says North Carolina is one of seven states where a person can sue a spouse or a spouse's extramarital partner for alienation out of affection.
2: Wow. <laughs> but, so are they not officially, they must not be legally separated then? I guess not. Oh my Cause God. Because it sounds
1: like what you're alleging is that You once were in a a solid marriage with whatever, Yoni Stones. And then this real housewife came out of nowhere and stole your man, honey, and started posting him on the shade room and destroyed your marriage. And so now you're suing her. So let me say this. Oh,
2: God. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Ooh. All right. It's looking like an affair then.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so, close your legs to married men absolutely Got has nothing wrong. Well. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's still great advice, but you know,
1: <laughs> you know, I, it's it's completely solid. It's not incorrect. Right. It's so, just, you know, take you your, know. Own, your own medicine. Yeah, a little bit. Of when we when when me meme it, it's going to it's going to feel different, which is not fun But that's life. Um but uh it sounds like Miss Nene um, is going to have to, I guess, head over down to the courts. Personally, when I read this, I was like, I'm not nearly Maxine Shaw, never been an attorney at law. Okay. <laughs> But can you not sue this nigga? Why are you not suing your motherfucking husband? Why are you not suing the nigga who looks you goddamn dead in your motherfucking eyes and told you that he wasn't gonna leave you or cheat on you or fuck nobody when sick health, whatever the fuck the, <laughs> the shit is. <laughs> like, close you're enough. You're trying to de this black bitch like, She's already in litigation with Angina Cohen and and everybody down at Bravo and you want to sue her because she over here taking selfies with your husband. Sue him. Well, I don't understand. But at the same time, the ability to sue your partner's extramarital whatever, Mm -hmm. as a petty person or a person that appreciates pettiness to a degree i'm not mad at the existence of it i don't agree with it Mm -hmm. but i don't argue with the fact that this ability exists in our planet i mean and america is a very if you can walk into a into a walmart and buy a fucking rifle at 18 years old Lord. and walk out no questions, I feel like you should be able to sue your nigga's side, bitch. That's all I'm saying. I wouldn't do it because that's humiliating, but okay. I'm not arguing with it as a petty bitch. Next, what were you saying?
2: I mean, yeah, not it's not necessary. Uh, I mean, I would, I don't agree with suing the mistress and not the nigga who, like, signed a contract in my saying he
1: would be with you that, I'd rather just beat your ass the,
2: <laughs> that don't really make sense to me but I see here that Nene just said she would never she posted some video talking about she would never steal nobody's husband and don't nobody want to steal nah. nobody else's problems and <laughs> yeah. just laughing about it and I'm like okay well uh Yeah, sure. the nigga's <laughs>
1: never somebody else's problem until he's your problem I don't want to hear that shit. Like you clearly fucking be out here this like you got a like a dime piece until he's not.
2: Yeah, like move you're, around. You're claiming him, girl. So, <laughs> oof. I don't know. Best of and but she luck she is Nini. glowing. This is stupid. She does seem
1: to look very happy every time she's out with him, and very excited. But I okay. just hope she's also taking notes. Right while she's you know back and forth to, to her attorney's office or whatever, I guess. Maybe, he,
2: maybe maybe the husband is also included in the lawsuit and we just don't know that
1: part. Right. Where's that piece of information? I haven't seen... That's what I'm saying. I don't know anything about prenups or or any of that. So I don't know why she's over here suing NeNe, but... Yeah. And she's going
2: for, what, $100,000, child? <laughs> I feel like this is gonna get Over. thrown out for being ridiculous, but okay. Maybe, 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 Does how do do you have to live by North Carolina's rules if you don't live in North Carolina? Like, how are you gonna sue me for alienation of affection when I don't live there and I'm not part of this relationship? Like y'all's marriage, like that's not that's y'all's contract. So how am I? Don't I don't
1: even know what the fuck you're talking about. The la- <laughs> <laughs> the, like- the lawyers will handle it. Did good it. luck did good it. luck um little Steven Uziverse was I don't even know how to tell this story on a bus okay the the end of this story is that little Uziverse did Sort of defended Jack Harlow from uh his white privilege. But the bigger story here mm. is that this nigga has evolved from the meme of him approaching that school bus and being you remember the time that Lil was outside his yes. school bus? I and do. was like hey where can I get a, a fruit roll up I don't remember what he, what he was talking about <laughs> but y'all know what I'm talking about you know what I'm talking about something about he just he got here like, oh yeah I just got here I don't know what's going on whatever like and everybody thought it was so cute or shit mm-hmm. this nigga was somewhere in LA no he was outside of catch the seafood restaurant place where niggas be on hmm And apparently there was a TMZ tour bus outside here also. And this nigga Lil Uziverse hops on the tour bus. What? (laughs) He hops on the tour bus. The person behind the, on the the microphone is talking to him and asking him what he's doing here. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm just getting some food. Like it was, it was literally like, if that first meme was Ponita. Oh this is God. nine tails. <laughs> like he 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 had an evol it was it's like literally the same shit. <laughs> it's so strange. Anyway, he willingly got on the TMZ bus. Yeah. And then took place took pictures and selfies and shit with all with everyone that I guess you would find on a TMZ bus, which was like I felt like a lot of overlapping with Essence Fest. A lot of aunties <laughs> um, <laughs> who maybe it's their first time in Hollywood, and I don't even know. What do you get on a on a Hollywood tour bus? I don't even know what the experience is. Do they just drive down Rodeo and be like, there was one time in 2019 that Rihanna walked out of here and she was wearing some over mm-hmm. the D, Yep. like, Manolos and yeah. like I don't and, and what do you do with that information like text your mom down at, Sh- at Shady Pines like I don't I had it whatever this people has live
2: for it though they live for it they would be so excited to maybe see understand. a celebrity on these
1: tours <laughs> but you're not gonna well unless Well, you're I, on unless this bus, that, I guess that's I'm what wrong. they're looking for Never mind.
2: They're looking for that random. Like, remember that video of The Rock, like, pulling up next to a tour bus and rolling down the window and speaking to everybody and, like, blowing kisses no. and shit? And, okay, well, that happened as well. And people were so excited, like, on those, one of those, like, drive around rich neighborhoods
1: and we'll point out famous people's houses for us. Yeah, I know, like, the, all oh, like, we drive by the houses and then we're like, oh, Kylie Minogue lives over there, which is bizarre and just insane in and of itself. But, like, we're talking about... We're not talking about a residential area. We're talking about somewhere in the streets of Hollywood in front of a fucking Mm -hmm. restaurant where they literally had to pull over anyway because now they're blocking traffic. (laughs) Yeah,
2: and, I mean... It's not something I would do, but I get the appeal. If you come from a place that don't have celebrities and you'd be so excited to be hey, in L.A. for the first time,
1: You're talking sure. to bitches who used to do shows with meet and greets and then chose to never do that again.
2: <laughs> that was partially because y'all don't tell well, the truth about being sick. Strange,
1: <laughs> we had some strange experiences.
2: I would get sick after every meet and greet. Every single one
1: that was married kissed you on the oh, face.
2: Oh, wow. The way I don't drunk. even remember this. I don't even remember that.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you have subtracted it from your mind for good <laughs> and healthy reasons. I have not because I knew you socked that bitch directly in his goddamn sternum. Oh, man. That must have been wild. I don't recall. And he wanted to drunk-ass act like, oh, what's the big deal? And then his sober wife was like, oh, it's no, it's... It. Anyway, that's neither Mm -hmm. here nor there. I say all that to say, neither one of us are the T that's like, oh yeah, let's get on the celebrity bus. But... Correct. (laughs) I do think that if you are someone who is unfazed by someone... In their like 50s approaching you and saying I'm an old groupie, which literally just happened to him in the situation. Yeah. <laughs> then that's awesome. You just <laughs> made people's day and, and had and gave them like an exciting story for their friends and stuff. That's really cool. Anyway, the person on the microphone who I assume works for the TMZ tour bus company said something to a little verse um, which I have to call him for putting the rose quartz in his face but that's we're not gonna revisit that they were talking to him about Jack Harlow and asking if if he feels like uh, Jack deserves all the hate and uh, (laughs) Stephen Uziverse said no he's really good the person on the mic said oh well you know people accuse him of having uh, white privilege which Uziverse says no he doesn't have white privilege he's signed to black people and I just wanted to know (laughs) What? What a. I want to know. Put the um, drugs down. Put what black people down. are getting on the back end when it comes to um, 21 Fred Savage and all of the music that no he telling. makes. No telling.
2: No telling. No telling. That doesn't, that's not what white privilege is. <laughs>
1: that's not. But I don't expect this. Anymore. I don't
2: know why y'all would ask. <laughs> Signed to black
1: people? What the fuck does that even mean? What
2: does that have to do? when what do you mean accused of having white privilege? He is white. It's not an accusation. He.
1: Well, that part I'm paraphrasing. Oh, so okay. I don't <laughs> oh, know. Okay. Well, I don't
2: <laughs> Nobody here is making any damn sense. That response definitely don't make no fucking sense. But you know, I, I, I don't know. This is a great moment for the people who. Paid they fifty dollars or whatever to get on that tour bus. I would have had a fucking panic attack on this bus with no windows down and nobody masked up.
1: I would have had get fix. me <laughs> out, uh, and and that's the true point. Yeah, fuck me all off of this celebrity <laughs> rap garbage.
2: Get me off of this thing.
1: Get me out of here and boost me down. Right, anyways. Um, you remember like. Ten, fifteen years ago, when if you were white and rap, you had to cross mountains, peaks, valleys, seas, and uh, skies. Okay. To get Negro approval, motherfuckers had like, and now,
2: yeah, I feel like the gates are the gates are wide open, and anybody can come, you come in. Sound like
1: either Drake or Gucci Mane. <laughs> Yes, Gucci. <laughs> it's fine. It's I mean, cool. I, I I don't defend you too, I don't and I have no to problem Carlo. with Jack Carlo yep. either. Like, I sincerely don't. I promise you, I don't. Like, I <laughs> I know that he's currently shooting this um, white man can't jump remake or oh, reboot or whatever, right,
2: right, right, right,
1: and stuff. But like, as a person. I have nothing against him as an artist. I have nothing against him. I just find certain black decisions mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting. But also, I find the decision to get on a TMZ tour bus far more perplexing than defending a white rapper because Doc Owl is not <laughs> a bad rapper. <laughs> but, like, we're not going to sit up here and act like white privilege doesn't exist. Yeah. But he's an awful not talented so whatever. right they just but i will also probably say nigger tomorrow this <laughs> is
2: why celebrities should just uh sh- and really as a celebrity jumping on the tmz bus are you shocked that they turned around and swung them doors shut and wouldn't let your black ass Girl, off of it of course they why were jackpot
1: nigga <laughs> what was the strain I somebody need to know said where jc <laughs> she, he said she's jamaica good good for
2: her I hope she's relaxing enjoying herself somewhere far away from this mess
1: exactly that's where the fuck I need to be shit next um so the alopecia episode of red table talk just happened oh Christ (laughs) right you're a no I do um in it Jada spoke briefly about the Oscars and just said, can, this is a quote, Considering what I've been through and what happened at the Oscars, thousands have reached out to me with their stories. I'm using this moment to give our alopecia family an opportunity to talk about what it's like to have this condition and to inform and inform people about what alopecia actually is. Now, let just say this. It's the alopecia family that made me laugh and it's not the alopecia part. It's the part it's the, it's the fact that, that niggas can literally make anything a family. What?
2: Wait, no, don't do that. I'm
1: not doing anything. <laughs> not sure. I'm not doing anything. It's not a bad thing. It's a celebration. I'm it celebrating you are. I'm celebrating the fact that niggas like literally can be like whether it's good, bad, indifferent, no, you sit your ass down because I already know what you're about to go or to get into. Like good, bad, and indifferent, we will be like. Now is the time for us sure. to talk about our halitosis family. I really want to get into our our always losing at Uno family. You know what I mean? Like and like. I just feel like we as Negroes have a way of styling things we do. that is just unmatched. It's true, and we also are deciding the family. <laughs> we gatekeep. We girl boss,
2: <laughs> and we can do that. We can create
1: our communities the wherever fuck we, we need. Exactly, yeah, bitch. So Alapisa family just sent me because it's so spiritual. <laughs> but it's also, like, <laughs> so Black. Because, anyway.
2: Spiritual.
1: <laughs> it is. It's it's such, like, a, a, a thing to say for niggas that burn sage.
2: Okay. I'm not, I can't argue with that.
1: Am I... Am I am, You're not okay. lying. You're not. Thank you. Thanks. That's all I need. Okay. And also, remember, I've met this woman... When Willow, remember that time? I don't, did you come to that show? When Willow opened for Susan and Janae? Oh, yes, I did. Years, at, years, uh in Times Square, years ago, at yes. the
2: uh, Best Buy Theater.
1: Yes, I sure did. Willow, oh opened, yes, opened she was still a little underage. She did time, with so my hand. She hair. had to be out at <laughs> a time for like leave. She like for like legal. Yeah, but I like. I I was hosting and I, I came out and I said, oh, you know, this next girl's coming out. She's super talented. She comes from a long line of, of people way better than you. Some dumb <laughs> shit like that. And Jada came after Willa performed backstage and she came up to me and she was like, you were like, you were dope, bro. And she did like the... Yeah. Like the tap of the chest with the fist. Oh yeah. That was very black and it was very like woo-woo and sagey. Mm-hmm. And like it was also just like I was like, Jada was the one person that made me confused about whether or not I was gay. Wow. Because when a different world came on, I was like, oh, she's stunning. Mm-hmm. And I true. attracted to her. And then I realized (laughs) I wanted to just be her friend. So she was like the curve (laughs) for me. And that's that's a statement. Okay. Okay. Yes. And so like, and knowing that, I was like, wow, that person connected to me on like a real nigga way with a tap of the chest. So I say uh, that to say her saying our alopecia family. I just feel like I like this nigga like drinks tea at 5 a.m. and thinks about their life. And I respect that Mm -hmm. but i also can't help but smile at the black of it all anyway i'm going to continue okay she said about us about oscar night my deepest hope is that these two intelligent capable men have an opportunity to heal talk us out and reconcile the state of the world today we need them both and we all actually Mm -hmm. need one another more than ever Until then, Will and I are continuing to do what we've done for the last 28 years, and that's keep figuring out this thing called life. Thank you all for listening. And then the episode went into what it was about, which was the condition of alopecia and the impact that it has had on people who are dealing with it and their friends and family. Right Now... uh, I guess most people made this about her addressing her, I guess, many addressing the Oscar situation. And I feel like they're going to have a whole separate episode. That's more focused on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I honestly, I watched the whole thing. And. Honestly, I'd urge a lot of other people to watch it too. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I, I think I just really am. I I like learning about these types of things mm-hmm. and hearing how it affects people directly. Yep. And I think that that's important. Like, taking out the Oscars and the slap and the fuckery of all of it, like, many of us are semi-aware of alopecia, or kind of what it is. Okay. Um, but I think even if you're just interested in filling in some blanks, this is an interesting watch. But I just I enjoyed it just as someone who likes learning about these sorts of things um and I do think that I'm an empath to a degree a degree, so I think that's a part of it, but also like there's it's not even like you can't joke or tease. Or do whatever with these types of things. But I just think that if we'd like, for instance, just, <laughs> I think today I saw a clip of, of interview, uh, a Billie Eilish interview from my next guest needs no introduction at David Letterman show. Yep. I think on Netflix. And she's talking about her Tourette syndrome, um, which she hasn't spoken about much, and I don't know very much about. And I do know that a lot of people deal with it. And I... As someone who has, like, my own hills, it's... Sometimes I think it's grounding and it's a bit balancing to just hear from other people who have theirs that I don't <clears throat> recognize or understand or know much about. Um and it can help me to not only learn and then build like a proper humor around if I want to build a humor around it, but also to just not be a dickhead. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um so Whether it's watching this or just being like, I don't really know anything about this condition. Let me go and Google it. I hope some people do that. But I know that a lot of people are just kind of uh, fascinated with the gossipy water cooler uh, element of it all. And honestly, with the world being as shitty as it is, I guess, I don't blame y'all to a degree, but... I watched it. I laughed at Alopecia Family because I feel like that statement <laughs> is funny, and then I listened, and I, you know, I'm interested. Yeah, yeah, and learned something, which is a little bit
2: beautiful. Yeah, I think probably a lot of people cut it off after she addressed the situation because that's really all they were there for anyway, except for you know the red table devotees who watch every episode regardless right. um, yeah and um, yeah I agree like I think it's I find Red Table Talk to be mostly useful not actively harmful <laughs> Um, I appreciate when they bring on like black therapists and stuff like that they have some really real discussions like yeah. between Gammy and Jada and Willow like I love to see generations of black women talking like that like Really, that is beautiful stuff. I don't know that they are going to... um, I don't know that Jada will talk about this again, though. I feel like that mention of the Oscars night is the only thing she is going to say about Red Table Talk until Chris Rock comes on Red
1: Table Talk. I, I honestly feel like as far as that is concerned, either he is going to come on there... And they're gonna have one with him and just Will and Jada won't be there type shit. Or it'll be Will. Oh, Cause Lord. you know, they've had they've had one where just the kids, mm-hmm. it was just the kids and, and Jada wasn't involved. They had one where Will was sort of the leader. They've like switched it up a bit. They have. And so I figure when they do that, they probably will switch it up a bit again, how that works. I have no idea. I have no clue. And honestly, I do hope it is something that whether it is done for Facebook fucking watch, or it's just (laughs) done for these niggas to find their own piece, I really do hope it it involves Chris Rock and Will Smith speaking to each other. Because I don't think that Chris Rock meant any genuine harm or dig or anything like that. I think that he needed to understand and learn and do better. And I think Will Smith needs to understand that he can't solve everything by just going to smacking somebody in the face because he's from philly and then and and i hope that however they deal with it whether again it is on a social media app for us all to eat popcorn and then talk about the next day or not Mm -hmm. honestly i hope it's not because fuck us i hope them niggas talk it out the same that's exactly what she's saying like fuck the rest of it but i do think just watching this it gives, it, 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 it deepens things. It fills blanks. If uh-huh. if you didn't already, again, exist as someone who could just be like, damn, I could, I could see how, you know, even knowing next to nothing about alopecia, I could see how that really hurts and how that's fucked up. And how uh-huh. this person want to defend, defend that person. Maybe you hearing a little bit more about it will change your mind. Or maybe it won't. I don't know. I ain't, Jesus.
2: Yeah, I see that. Um, And I also think, you know, it was also the history behind it, the way that Chris Rock has been in his feelings about Jada for a while. So, right. I think it's, I think it was the combination of like, oh, that's a very sensitive subject for her. And also you've been having little smart shit to say about Jada off and on for a long time. And it's like, if she told you that you like, she went to let you fuck or something. You just need to let that go. (laughs) It's time to move on and and focus on something else. But I'm way outside of the situation.
1: I don't care about none of that.
2: And if Jada wants them to kiss and make up, then good for them.
1: (laughs) And I hope it happens. I just feel like bigger picture, I hope that we cannot be as basic as feeling like we can't Make jokes without understanding and respecting nuance, especially when it comes to black on black. That's it. Mm-hmm. Whether it is man and woman, gay and straight, bi and gay, trans and cis, like whatever it is, like when it comes to us, right? I think there's a world where we can laugh, tease, roast. And also, understand and respect and have limits. Yeah. Like, if there's anybody that we're going to flame without <laughs> regard, mm-hmm. let it be them. You know what I mean? But anyway, let's talk about that. Let's, one other time. That's not what That's uh, <laughs> 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 so I'm saying. <sorry>. Okay. <laughs> Lil Nas X has blasted the BET Awards to absolute bits <laughs> for oh, his Christ. lack of a nomination on the upcoming award show that I realized it's not, yeah, BET Award season is coming up, I guess. So we're in the, it's like summer now. BET oh, Awards yeah, that's true. Usually, usually August sometime. September. Yep. Yep. I made mean, out on that. So he tweeted that he will be selling fish plates outside of the BET Awards this year. He said <laughs> on Twitter, thank you BET Awards. Like, I... I love this kid. I just, I do. <laughs> Me too. Thank you BET Awards and outstanding zero nominations again. Black excellence. Oh look, we do that. <laughs> um. Someone said to him, what have you put out? And don't use that gay shit as an excuse. Don't nobody care no more. Which is like so telling Mm. of so many things. Because the nigga gay. So you could argue that all of the things he does is gay shit. You could.
2: I mean, no, you definitely could. I'm I'm not arguing that. What is
1: that gay shit? His music? Like, his, what? His,
2: his self? Like, what are you what is the point his, you're trying to make here? His existence? What are you fucking
1: talking about? What else do you Okay. Shut uh, up, bitch! <laughs> shut the fuck up. Lord. Shut your ass up. Normalize telling a nigga to shut the fuck up. Shut yeah. up, bitch. Yeah. Um, so he responded to that. I don't know. Maybe three of the biggest songs of last year and a critically acclaimed album. I feel like that should have popped to me a bit. Well, no. <laughs> he wasn't nominated for BET Award last year either. He was nominated, for, I think, for Best New Artist the year prior. She didn't win. Um, but it is a little. Strange for him to be nominated for nothing uh at the BT Awards. But then again, like Montero, I don't know if it helps. It, I'm sure it doesn't. I am gonna go watch the shit no way. And um <clears throat> Beyonce hasn't released anything to be nominated for anything at the BT Awards, so I super don't care who win. Um but that's me, a nigga who has nothing to do with BT Awards or not being nominated for an award, who was going to be at home anyway. So I understand that that ain't got shit to do with what you're talking about. But I just feel like, you know, I hope that you understand you have made an incredible mark. Because he went on to talk about how he feels like, you know, gay people, specifically Black gay people, like, have to fight incredibly hard for visibility. And then even when they make it and are do- are successful and are doing well, people mm-hmm. still act like they're invisible, which is incredibly true. <laughs> um, it's like, I don't know what the fuck to do about that. Because... It's facts, but it, it's this funny part of me that's supposed to be like, eat dicks. Like the shit that we do, the shit that we do in private in our in our own little fag caves <laughs> oh my like, God. is just going <laughs> to spread out into the atmosphere and then be pop culture and then fucking like oh, Dior man. is going to put it on a, on a fucking tank top like two and a half years from now any goddamn way so happy pride (laughs) y'all yeah right
2: I just don't understand how Jack Harlow got nominated and Lil Nas X didn't to the ground (laughs) what What y'all brought the white boy in and not the white boy who was on his song like now, granted, I'm old. I don't know how popular Jack Harlow. No, is. No, you shut is, your but... mouth. You are right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are that correct don't make on no today, sense to me. That don't bitch, make no best sense. male hip hop got about thirteen motherfucking nominations. <laughs> this bitch ain't nowhere on here, Jack that don't make Harlow, sense. at the that don't Black make Entertainment sense. Award television pr- program festivities. Yeah, Games.
2: Maybe because he kissed that boy on stage last year. And they was like, uh -uh. we're done. No more of that. No more of that.
1: Because, you know, I thought about that. I absolutely considered it. Y'all mad. Mm -hmm. Because the event... Anyway.
2: Yeah, he went full. I mean, it's it's just very strange. Because I feel like the messaging from BET is very you know, hashtag inclusive and everybody's welcome and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leg the booty community, we love messaging. you. Yep. The front street messaging.
1: The front street messaging. But then the decisions. the back street yeah.
2: messaging. <laughs> the back door the messaging. The alleyway <laughs> messaging.
1: <laughs> okay. The leave it at the door messaging. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. That is something else. That's not, it's not curling all the way over, BT. Like- Suck
1: a dick. That's my pride. Fuck all of your express h and m storefront rainbow gauchos and Uggs pride my pride is normalizing telling all of you cis straight bitches to suck my taint from the mm, back okay that's my pride yeah bitch and fuck you and your trophy bitch <laughs> You're That's good? what it is. You'll be lucky if I pay attention to any motherfucking thing that takes place down at any one... And, the, and not the BC Awards. Any one of your... Oh, Lord. Any one of your motherfucking award shows, bitch. Until Beyonce gives me a new piece of art to come out to your goddamn petty-ass motherfucking events and grace you... With a performance, bitch, you'll be lucky if I even look in your motherfucking direction. Know that. (laughs) Know that. So feel your beat and beg these motherfucking famous rich bitches to come and do a creative direction at your award performance. Got Diddy and motherfucking Will Packer and whoever else out here trying to make your gifts your shit some motherfucking flavor. And then taking every goddamn thing that may go left down to TMZ and trying to big up your suck my dick fuck
2: you mm. well <laughs> that sums what were up. we talking about if You, I think you handled it I think you completely covered it all of it
1: Kanye West is a uh, has oh, made a Lord, trademark <laughs> for amusement parks Jesus' trademark um, has expanded to new applications including toys games Bags, clothing, cosmetics, household items, NFTs, which I'm still trying to figure out, but also not trying to. Figure Don't out. really get what y'all are doing but with it. Also, NFTs for me means no fucking <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. But maybe I'm stupid. Um. Either way, amusement parks are in here as well. Um, so if you're interested in heading down to Kanye land in the next couple of years, apparently you might be able to do so. And if you're interested in your whole life looking like a goddamn Dementor that also shops vintage for bragging points, Mm -mm. but also has like, no, I don't know, a diamond and platinum canine tooth. Here you go. Okay. (laughs) You put your lighters up. That one's for you.
2: I'm so deeply uninterested in Kanye. I mean, I every mean, single thing about him. All of it. Every single fucking thing about the him. The doll
1: babies are embracing him. He's getting the nominations. He's getting the hugs. Um, So, hopefully he's also in a, some deep form of therapy. And Fingers uh, crossed,
2: child, because, ugh, that know, man...
1: We'll be looking at brighter days. Who knows? He's not with that white woman anymore. He's not in that white family anymore, which is, as far as I'm concerned, to step in the right direction. So who knows mm-hmm. what the future holds. Be. I'm not God. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> okay. I just don't feel like Kanye. I don't think the Kardashians were actually Kanye's problem, which is a terrifying thought. But Oh, my God. Look at you. Sitting I really don't. Quiet. I know she's been so well behaved this week. Good job, baby. I noticed
1: that when I don't pay her any, when I don't pay the, dra- the, the drama and the dramatics and her fucking legendary season four audition <laughs> any mind. Okay. <laughs> she just sits the fuck down and shuts the black fuck up. Uh,
2: which is what Kanye should do.
1: <laughs> so. Not, not wrong. Lastly, let's talk about Monique and D.L. Hughley. So Monique was down to the the Detroit venue for some form of a comedy show that she feels she was the headliner for. D.L. Hughley felt that he was also the headliner for this show. Oh, no. They get into it. So Monique starts roasting this nigga live on stage in Detroit, which is like... The just if you're gonna roast somebody, Detroit's the place to do it <laughs> and on stage too. I love that live on stage because I feel like they're gonna be in the audience giving you suggestions, and their, aud- their suggestions will probably be funnier than whatever the fuck you just said. That's neither here nor there. She's on stage roasting him, going off because you know she says that uh, she had it in her contract that she was supposed to be the headliner for this event and that D.L. Hughley refused to go on before her mm-hmm. and made a whole big stink about it and refused to come out if he was going to be on, on stage uh, before she was and she, you know, went off about it on this, like, whole 10, 11-minute rant and you know said DL stood for down low and made like a DL joke or whatever because his name is DL which I don't even know what the fuck DL stands for but I also don't care Um, and so like that was a whole thing and so then he went and then posted a picture of Precious Mama on his Instagram and was talking about oh Precious was an autobiography and well, you had a problem with Tyler Perry and Charlemagne and Oprah and everybody else now you got a problem with me and clearly you're the problem bitch and then she posted some other shit and was like post your contract nigga post your contract and then he posted his contract and he was oh. like "Clearly, I'm the headliner and he posted the set, sh- the set list that had like his name go as last. And then she posted his her contract with her shit that said she was headliner and a fucking uh, n- another picture of the set list that showed that she was last. And then he said that she was fake. And then she was like no bitch you're fake. And some <laughs> whole other shit and then she was talking about her calling her husband daddy and whatever other shit and I'm just like Oh, man. Did you catch one of any of this? I
2: did, actually. I didn't know that many details. I didn't know they went back and forth that many times, but I did like know about this so story.
1: so many times.
2: Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, did D.L. just not perform at all?
1: No, I think, the, I think they all performed, but I'm pretty sure he went on after she did. Oh, and ooh. that's why. What she went out there fuming about, and she was like, "No, that when I leave this stage, the headliner has left." That's that was her thing. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> <sighs> I and mean, what else did you know? Because I have thoughts, but
2: well, <clears throat> uh, I will say that I fully get. Being like, I'm the headliner, and I'm not going on (laughs) before somebody that I don't respect. I know you. (laughs) Because I have (laughs) done that before. So. (laughs) And I don't regret that. I made the right decision. I'm not arguing with you. (laughs) I made the right fucking decision. (laughs) So, yeah. So I fully get the, "Mm, I was told one thing and then we get down to it and something else is going on and we back and forth and this is this. I don't know why Monique went on anyway. Maybe she felt like she didn't want to disappoint her fans or whatever. But I would have assumed that if it came down to Monique versus DL Hughley, that Monique would be the headliner. And maybe that's just me being biased,
1: but... Academy Award winner, just would have thought that far funnier. Yeah, just the points just stack up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. go ahead.
2: Um. So yeah, this mostly this just feels petty to me. Calling Precious an Autobiography is weird because.
1: <laughs> yep. Please. How
2: how I don't understand. Like I remember that movie, and I'm not sure what about that role made you feel like. Monique also was also
1: Monique is a survivor playing like, out
2: this oh shit oh wow see and incest. niggas oh wow oh nigga oh this is disrespectful as fuck oh wow the way okay I didn't even know all, all those details so yikes Jesus okay I'm sorry, now my feelings about it are different because I'm I just, just thought he was I just thought he was saying something. You know, niggas be talking.
1: I don't even know if he if he considered that when he said it. I think that he was just trying to be like, oh, well, she played this crotchety old man, fat bitch that hated everybody and blamed everybody. And so it must be you. I, I don't wow. even think that he I'm I'm not even sure that he made those parallels, but they're there. And it's kind of weird not to acknowledge them is all I'm saying.
2: Yeah, it is. Yikes. And I mean, and this is why even if you do just be talking, you should know what the fuck you're talking about and not just say shit out of nowhere. Because, but see, the fact that he was like, oh, Precious is uh, based on your real life or whatever. That makes me feel like he knew exactly what he was saying and didn't care that it was stank and a horrible Mm. thing to do. So... I mean, I'm just never on, even though Monique has gotten on my nerves plenty of times over the past couple of years, plenty, plenty, especially with that whole bonnets in the airport thing. I really wanted her to leave. You had to leave us alone with that one, sister. Um, I'm never on DL Hughley's side about anything. (laughs) Not at all. Not when that nigga said that his dead baby was a blessing or some shit. Remember that? What? Remember when he had a baby? He had a, like an outside child on his wife, and then the baby died, and it was something like, "Oh, well, this was God's plan," something no. like that. Oh, I said, "Uh, uh-uh. leave this nigga, keep him far away from me." Um, but yeah, this looks like more than anything an issue with whoever uh, coordinated the event. Because how are both of us? Run! how are both of us headliners this is exactly we need to redirect this energy to whoever was in
1: charge because this is fucked up that's literally like half of my main point (laughs) okay why are y'all not bickering with the fucking promoter yeah but my main thing is monique and this is no shade monique is 54 years old dl Hughley is 59 and you niggas are on Instagram arguing like mm-hmm. fucking Yaya Mayweather <laughs> and and fucking an NBA 2K boy or whatever the fuck that nigga name is. What the fuck is going on about Billing with mm-hmm. everything that's going on right now? Right. Both of you position yourself as people that just care so much and love the black community so much and everything that exists like. You, like, considering things that have happened in just the past few weeks, you niggas are arguing over who should perform last and yeah. down at the goddamn comedy show. You yeah. too grown for this. Yep. And both of you niggas got paid I know it for this show. Yep. Who the fuck cares? You <laughs> niggas are out here referencing referencing old ass and that's the real problem it's not about even who performed last week or whatever you don't like her and she don't like you over old shit you both referencing beef from forever ago talk about movies that came out when most of us had homeroom teachers we don't <laughs> fucking care we don't care tell the jokes relieve us of our stress and take yeah. your blood fucking rich black asses home and shut the fuck up yep <laughs> who cares? Mm. You arguing over bailing order? Now's not the time. Tell the kikis or don't tell the kikis and go home. <laughs> not the kikis. <laughs> Going back and forth oh, on Instagram. Well, Instagram. you all are grown-ass yeah. individuals. Mm-mm.
3: Some of y'all got grandkids.
1: I'm not doing that. Nope. I can't. And I won't. I actually am not going to. <laughs> and you shouldn't. You ought not. Now, as far, if I'm uh, to be asked who I feel should headline, as I said, Monique is an Academy Award winner. She did close Queens of Comedy while D.L. opened. Oh, that's true. We many of us cannot even argue that Monique is the funnier part of her comedy film while a lot of us jump to bernie Mac when it comes to king's comedy and it is what it is in ot but it also super doesn't fucking matter right like this constant back and forth and y'all posting contracts for what people day you really down to the grocery store People dead down to the elementary school. And you are you arguing with each other about who should have performed last. Get, bitch. Mm-mm. No. Fuck out of my face. The way I'm going to just post the story and be like,
2: yeah, unfortunately, I'm not able to perform tonight. See y'all next time. Tickets available at com or whatever. And I left get right the there.
1: personal feeling of what what is going on. Yeah. It's but all to all your extra point that I I'm don't. going to the person who booked me. Yep. Who I had a contract I signed Yep, with, that's what I did. <laughs> and I'm bickering with you. Yep. I said, let me tell you
2: what I won't do. <laughs> Good luck figuring it out, no, but weird. I won't do it. I won't be there.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm done. That was it for the hot
2: <laughs> All right, so let's take a break and come back.
1: pretty quickly and I also appreciate that it's easy to use because uh, you know this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways which makes me sad but that's a different conversation amp up your hiring performance with zip recruiter and find the best fast see why four out of five employers who post in zip recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day just go to this exclusive web address right now to try zip recruiter for free ziprecruitercom slash the read again that's zip recruiter.com slash the read ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show.
0: Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix.
1: All right, folks, we're back. It is time for your listener letters.
2: Yes, send your questions to asktheread at gmail di- gmail.com. We g- may g- read d- them.
1: Wow. <laughs> My favorite
2: offensive. kind of Gmail. <laughs> but, uh, may read them on the show. Let's dive right in this week with a letter from Dean who says I'm a South African who grew up in New York City, but I now live in Shanghai and work as a humanities teacher. I absolutely love my job, but my problem is my living situation. I live with a quote-unquote white woman who is older than me. I'm 30 and she's 55. I put white in quotes because her mother is a Black Caribbean woman, but her dad is a white evangelical man, and she, she can pass very easily for white. Every That's time we have conversations <laughs> about There's race.
1: So much that just came over <laughs> me at one time
2: um okay every time we have conversations about race she blows up on me by saying she ain't white but at the same time she has blue eyes and blonde hair and always saying shit like oh my resume is what's keeping me away from getting better jobs now she has right she has a good kindergarten job that pays her astronomically even though she's way less qualified than i am but insists that's not because of her whiteness but just because she's an incredible teacher (laughs) okay she calls me yeah. crazy racist shit when she gets back from getting drunk out on the town and then forgets she what she calls me crazy racist shit when she gets back from getting drunk out on the town and then There's forgets word. in the morning. No, no details here <laughs> when I'd like to have a conversation, which makes me think that she has a drinking problem, but I've never had to deal with this before. So I'm kind of freaking out. She invited me to live in this incredible apartment two years ago which is why I even lived with her because I thought she'd be a mature and responsible friend. But between the racist mess and the alcoholism, I don't know what to do. Sometimes I've even found her passed out in the kitchen in the middle of the night. And I'd have to think to either ignore it to spare her the embarrassment or help her out because she's my friend. I want to move out, but we live in such a fabulous place and the price I'm paying right now will never allow me to get a place like this in the city close to work. I don't know what to do. Do y'all think I should move out or grin and bear it? The truth is, I know she needs me, but I kind of feel like I may also need her. Thanks for your help, Dean. Oh, (laughs) Dean, this is so
1: messy. It is. (laughs) Bless your heart. That's crazy. Okay, so this person clearly needs help. Mm Mm-hmm. And I would not see them, I don't know, passed out on the floor in any room of the home and just be like, let me spare them the embarrassment. (laughs) Like, even if I don't collect you off of the floor and place you in a safer slash more comfortable place, I'm going to have a conversation with you about this.
2: Yeah. The passing out is
1: worrisome. Um, (laughs) Now, this person is not white because what?
2: So she's not white because she has a black mother, but she can pass for white. She has blue eyes and blonde hair and white skin. So that's why he's like, nah, she white, (laughs) which is an interesting conversation
1: to have. No, no, it's fine. It's no, I respect that you. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just did a Wakanda Forever symbol. You did. My arms. It made no, a I lot of not. sense. I literally did not. I don't. I want just, you to think that I did because that's stupid. Um. I just okay. <laughs> just. But. you. No, I did this. Okay. I didn't go like this, bitch. Is, is like, that what not the you same thing? <laughs> No, Wakanda is when you cross your arms. I did the, the Jada thing. Oh, <laughs> okay, just the Wakanda, not the Forever. All right. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. Question,
2: so. Oh, Dean. Um, honestly, you. I wish you had elaborated on some of the racist things that she says to you when she's drunk, because that would
1: loved to know.
2: Yeah, cause I, I feel like if she thought she was black, then it, then this would be going very differently. Like, are you calling me and calling me a, like, are you calling me like a, a porch monkey, coon baby? Like, what, what are you, what are you doing? How are you using your your ability Please to pass as white down. to be rude? Yeah, I it doesn't matter whether
1: we, we won't read it. I just, I really want to know.
2: Yeah. Um, would I move out, though? N- I don't know that I would, especially if it's, like, really close to work mm-hmm. and it's a great apartment or a great house or whatever else. Um, but I you also... consider
1: this person a friend to a degree. They
2: yeah, and, and I don't know why. I I would not be I helping do this that. woman, like, even though it is disturbing that she gets drunk and then don't remember what she said the next day and passes out. Like, it sounds like... Like you said, it does sound like she has a serious problem with alcoholism. But if she is that racist and that like oblivious as to how her presentation means that y'all have different experiences in the world, then I would not be going out of my way to help her either. I wouldn't. And that's probably fucked up of me. Like I should be a better person than that, but I'm not. And so you passed out in the kitchen at I mean, 2 a.m. I'm going to step right over you and get my water. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way.
1: If it's your to, to blue-eyed, kind. light-skinned roommate that you, you, like, I don't know, kind of share Alizé with every now and then, I totally get it. If you're saying this is your friend, then that's something different, I guess. Like it sounds to me like if you didn't have if you weren't in an ideal living situation here none of this would even be a conversation you would have nothing to do with this person (laughs) whatsoever whether you claim to be your friend or not
2: exactly that. (laughs)
1: um, that said it sounds like you need to be honest with yourself first and maybe cut some of the shit um, if you don't need to be around this person or see this person um ever again and all of their drunkenness and racism, uh then I would definitely move out and go ahead and deal with whatever your new living situation may be. Maybe you're not gonna have the amenities, the uh convenience, the whatever, uh, but you also won't have to be stepping over a drunk racially ambiguous, Mm -hmm. racist to to get to your, you know, hot pockets or whatever, your Pop-Tarts. So I don't know, whatever way the balance is, is looking for you. But if this is somebody that you genuinely have love for and, and care about as a person, then yeah, you can try to like at least suggest that they do the work to get help for themselves. Uh, see how that works out for you in the meantime while you're still there and working things out, and if things don't seem to turn around any more, then I would get the fuck out of there because I would what's the point of the all these this convenience and stuff if you have to deal with racism and someone who's like throwing up on the dining table because you know, yeah, yeah. Like,
0: at a
2: certain point, like the great deal you're getting and the location and all that is not worth it. But to me, I would I feel like I could handle this very easily. I would simply never talk to you about race. You said every time we have conversations about race, she blows up. I'm just not going to talk to you about race no more than if you don't get where I'm coming from. Then that means you haven't examined what it means for you to have a black mother but look the way you do and move through the world the way you do you can't acknowledge how that helps you in ways that I don't the rest of us don't have access to like you can't you can't accept that and I'm not gonna sit here and try to debate with you about it I'm just gonna treat this like a roommate situation you thought she was gonna be a mature and responsible friend she's not that so I would just be like okay you know what not even trying to be because fr- she's fifty fucking five years old <laughs> I can see why you were like okay, this much older woman is going to be chill. We're going to have a good time. This is a great place. Reasonable rent. Yeah. No, I would just, in my mind, I would just like mentally shift her to a roommate-only space and, and let that mm. be that. I'm not going back and forth no. with no white woman in my own damn home. I'm not doing that. No, <laughs> sir. <laughs> not me. <laughs> so... Um. Okay. But yeah, good luck, Dean, with handling that. And please, yes, please email us and let us know what she says to you when she's drunk and out on the town, because that might change. That might. I really just like
1: to know.
2: Yeah. Same. Our next letter comes from Connie, the hormone monster. I'm guessing that's that character's name on that show. It is. But Connie says, "I'm a 36 year old pregnant woman who hasn't had sex." Since December, when I conceived this baby, this is not normal for me. I've been in a committed relationship with my boyfriend for almost five years, and our sex life has been great in the past. But due to what seems to be a snowball effect, it has stopped existing altogether. First, he got COVID. What snowball effect? Pregnancy? (laughs) I mean, she's going to get into it. (laughs) Um. First, he got COVID the week after we had sex for the last time. Then I got sick right after he recovered and we ended up missing the holidays with our folks. Quarantining fucking sucks. It felt like an eternity. I've been pregnant multiple times before, so I knew that my symptoms were something more and found out as I was recovering that I was five weeks pregnant. Woo. Which truly sounds like hell. I even had to tell him via text message while I suffered in a dark room for another week. When I finally got a negative COVID test back, he was by my side while I suffered with extreme morning sickness. I've had miscarriages before, so he prayed with me daily for this pregnancy to go full term. I've been feeling a lot better now that my, um, what is this? My HG, which I guess is um, like a very extreme morning sickness. I've been feeling a lot better now that my HG has calmed down. And I'm coming up on seven months with a healthy baby boy. Praise God. I'm choosing to push fear to the side and I want to get back to a sense of normalcy. These hormones are doing a number on me. I miss my man and I want an orgasm that isn't self-induced. However, he has said that he is simply afraid to have sex and he's afraid that it will hurt me or hurt the baby or that it will cause a miscarriage and he cannot take the risk. I'm scared that he doesn't actually find me attractive anymore or he's getting some from somewhere else. I've suggested oral sex and other stuff. And he says no, because he wants to do more afterwards. The doctor has told us countless times that it's completely safe and healthy for us to have sex, but he is still afraid to do it. I know that the further along I get in this pregnancy, the chances for me to get some will diminish. Not to mention it's over when I give birth. Am I supposed to just accept the fact that I'm not going to be satisfied sexually? Am I letting these hormones create insecurity? Should I actually be worried about him cheating? Honestly, I'm tempted to go find me Side nigga, because I simply need some dick. Any help would be appreciated. Thanks, Connie. So yeah, she said her hormones are, um, you know, driving her nuts, and she wants some fucking dick, and her man won't give it to her.
1: Take it away. I don't
2: even know where to. <laughs> like. Um, I, I don't even know how. I don't know what else to say other than therapy is needed. Like. And I get why I will say that I understand why your boyfriend is scared. I do. I also do. If y'all have gone through multiple miscarriages and now you're at the seven month mark, he's probably like, "Ooh, I don't want to rock the boat. Like, let's just get you full term and healthy delivery and all that. So I get it. Um, I I don't. But I I also understand that, like, you are still a human being who still has sexual needs and desires and that doesn't go away just because you're pregnant. And true. And if the doctor has said, nope you know, your cervix is all closed up. Nothing is going to happen like y'all can get it in. And he's still too afraid. Then I think y'all need to work with a mental health care professional about getting him past those mental blocks because that's what it sounds like to me it's more of a mental thing that's keeping him from being okay with it as opposed to like something to actually be afraid of I wouldn't say you should be worried about him cheating because I don't believe in worrying about niggas cheating (laughs) let them If I catch you cheating, there will be repercussions and you know that. So I'm not going to devote a bunch of energy to, "Ooh, what are you doing? You're not getting no pussy over here. Are you getting this somewhere else? Because I already know how I'm going to handle that if I find out that something like that is going on. Um, But if you are tempted to cheat on him while you are pregnant because you need some dick that bad, then yeah. Therapy, I don't know what else y'all can do. I really don't. I don't even know what else to suggest to you if not that because... Somebody got to help and the doctor reassuring him that you're like safe to go at it is not doing it. So, yeah, that would be my suggestion. What about you?
1: I agree with everything that you just said. Oh. Oh. <laughs> OK, bitch, because like, girl, what are you supposed to? I just understand where he's coming from i do and and i also y'all know that i'm incredibly fascinated and also terrified uh by pregnancy and what it Mm -hmm. does to the body
2: and
1: um that you are somehow then responsible for the person that comes out of it but that's not the point I say that to say that, um, I, I think I just do get where he's coming from. I respect that, like, fear and nervousness. I feel like I would have a similar apprehension. Um, and so I probably would need to, I'm, I'm in therapy regularly anyway. So I would probably, it would be nothing for me to just bring this up, um, And there are, like, separate... Th- where obviously, you have sex therapists. You have all kinds of, like, s- different doctors that specialize or, or professionals, whatever. Maybe you might want to switch things up. Who knows? But it just might be a thing where if he's not speaking to someone, then he might need to, like Crystal said, to just help with whatever that discomfort is. Because, to, just to be honest, I would also probably need help in that regard i would be scared um and it's not that it's logical because i know i've heard doctors say before how safe it is and things like that so it's not that i don't know that it's just like a thing you'd have Mm -hmm. to work on and he's gonna have to work on it if he really wants to meet you halfway um and you, someone who is ready also to go and run to the streets to get some dick if he don't straighten up, might also need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. Pregnancy is weird. Your body morphing and changing and hormones doing all kinds of weird backflips and shit is weird, all that's it's weird. And n- none of us, you know, the average person is not equipped with the knowledge, um, uh the education, the range. To deal with it, even on their own, in the right way, much less with a partner. So, I agree. I think you're probably going to both need to speak to somebody so that um, sexual desire and and those two ends not meeting don't fuck up your relationship and things before you have, hopefully, a very happy, healthy, bouncing baby. So yes, yes, that's my me agreeing
2: Lord willing and uh, best of luck to both of you in this last bits of pregnancy and with getting some help with moving past that our last letter comes from Carrie who says I'm a 31 year old black woman a full-time doctoral student and I also work a nine to five so I am always booked and busy for the past two years I've been in a relationship with a beautiful smart and funny man. I love him very much. This relationship is the healthiest one I've ever been in. However, there has been a concern for me. His female friend of 18 years. Uh -uh. My boyfriend has introduced me to all his family members and his friends except this one woman. I've met other of his friends who are women. We love each other, have each other's number, and talk periodically. However, this other woman, this friend of 18 years, I have never seen before. He goes out with her and never asks me if I want to meet her. And sometimes when I ask him what he did that day, he'll tell me that he and this woman had lunch or hung out. Don't get me wrong. I have no issue with him having female friends because I have male friends and I believe that those kind of friendships can be platonic. However, my concern comes in at the fact that it's been two years and he hasn't said anything to me about meeting her. So I mustered up the courage to express my concern about that and my insecurities and the conversation went south very quickly. Instead of getting reassurance and validation that nothing was going on, he says, you have all these thoughts in your head and made these assumptions up and none of it is reality. I'm offended because out of the two years we've dated, you don't really know me. I haven't had sex with her. You haven't met her because we just haven't made plans for y'all to meet. For me, I wasn't trying at all to make him be upset or offended, but I always hear that when I have a concern to communicate and it, but I always hear that when I have a concern to to communicate that, Yes, but when I do, it feels like it backfired. We had this conversation over the phone tonight, so he said he was going to get off the phone because he can't process our hour-long <laughs> conversation. No All more. right, then.
1: Good. Bye.
2: I respect his decision and got off the phone and then cried until I couldn't cry anymore.
1: Oh, girl, I not doing that?
2: Do you when think I was wrong <laughs> when asking him how come I haven't seen this girl yet or my overall concern since he feels like I don't trust him? Thanks in advance. Love, Carrie.
1: bless it (sighs) fuck that like who is she (laughs) who is this bitch period yeah
2: Mm, two years and I've met everybody but her I'm not
1: fucking buying it it just don't make
2: sense it don't make sense
1: and your responses don't even make no motherfucking sense either fuck is you talking about Oh. I've never slept with her, and the fact that shut your ass up, where's she at? Tell her to pull up. We're <laughs> brunching,
2: <laughs> like we just haven't made plans for y'all to meet, and why is that? Why, why not, not? everybody else and not her? That's what I don't get, mhm, yeah. Oh, I'm you got all these. You, you got all these thoughts in your head, and you made up all these assumptions, and you don't. That's even what really my head does. <laughs> it creates thoughts. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it takes the information that we have, and it jumps to
1: conclusions, or it like the thought through. that I might drop kick your motherfucking okay. ass yep, that can if happen. you don't get it together and start making sense on yeah. today.
2: Yeah. Um, what would I do in this situation? Are you wrong? No, let's just go there. Let's start right there. Anytime you have concerns in a relationship, you're not wrong for bringing those up. Now, I will say there's something about people who need reassurance and validation that does not sit well with me, that that's my issue. I would not turn around and try to put that on you because it's also human, to want to be reassured and validated from time to time. Maybe not every day, but this doesn't sound like a regular occurrence for you anyway. That's a human thing. Um, I just know how I am. That would have probably irritated me if I really wasn't cheating on you, but I would not have put that on my partner. I would have said, I would not have gotten an attitude with you if you've met everybody in my life, except this one person the, and it seems almost deliberate that I have not set up a time for the two of you to meet each other.
1: We just haven't met a ton. After all of this motherfucking time together, since everybody... We've been together for this, since two years. It's not... Okay. hmm What else?
2: Right. And then, like, I say <laughs> something to you, and you're like, oh, yeah, I was hanging out with Kathy or whatever all day like so Kathy couldn't come by the house and say mm. hello to, she don't want to meet your girlfriend does she know you have one that's mm. my that's my question <laughs> does oh. she know that you're in a relationship or are you because it kind of sounds to me like Kathy is a girl he's keeping in his back pocket for just in case or something and maybe she's in a relationship so I don't know something but this situation you have these feelings and then his reaction to that That to me would make me distrust the situation even more. So, yeah. Where y'all go from here, though, is the question. Because
1: here's. (laughs) <laughs> What's going on over there? Because it's like, it's been two years. If everything else has been on the up and up, mm-hmm. do you just exit stage left? Or do you do further investigation? Because something in the milk simply isn't clean.
2: Yeah. I, so... Mm. I think y'all should sit down in person and talk about this. But for me, the focus wouldn't even be this friend that I haven't met. It would be his reaction to me saying something about this friend. This whole, oh, you making all that shit up. It's all in your head. And you don't even really know me in two years. And we just, we just ain't made plans for y'all to meet and all that. Like that, to me, that sounds like you were being unnecessarily defensive and honestly it sounds like a response of somebody who has something to hide so that would be and 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 maybe the phone is not the best way to have this conversation i would wait until we were um together and like in a calm space to be like so about that conversation we had the other day let me circle back to how you had me fucked up with that whole i don't really know you thing and you ain't had sex with her like I'm coming to you with my concerns. Don't shut me down or try to like belittle me or make me feel small for concerns. That, like of, I had these thoughts. Was I supposed to just pretend that I didn't? I had these concerns. If I had a male friend that has been friends with me for a long time, you never met him. And like, and I'm not making no moves to get you to meet him. Like I'm not setting nothing up talking about, Oh, well we just ain't made those plans. Why the hell not? Like, I just want you to know that your reaction makes me feel like there's something going on because it wasn't just, oh, damn, babe, sorry. I see why you would feel that way. How about we all get together for the game this weekend and we'll watch the game and have nachos and talk. Like, that could have been that.
1: Again, I've met everyone else.
2: (laughs) Right. The other girls and everything. So, like, this... Yeah. To me, it's his reaction that was weird. And if he continues to act like that, like if you talk to him in person and he's still being like, oh, no, we just ain't did it yet. And, and it's not like, oh, OK, well, let me resolve this. He's not interested in fixing it. Then that's when I think even if it is the healthiest relationship you've ever been in, that doesn't mean it is a healthy relationship or that is the right one for you. And so at that point, I would start thinking about splitting up because what you're not going to do is play me in front of my fucking face. Like my feelings don't count or I shouldn't have them. That's what you're not going to do. Fair enough. Oh, um, good luck, Carrie, with talking to your man. If you have a question for us, send it on over to asktheread at gmail.com. We're going to take another quick break and be right
3: back. is a must-listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow SmartLess on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to SmartLess ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.
1: Okay, folks. We're back. We're black. It's time for uh, the read. (laughs) Yes, it is. Um... Go.
2: So, have you seen this video of Tia's son?
1: Oh, God. Yes, I have. If you haven't... I <laughs> escaped it by because I definitely chopped it from the hot topics. So,
2: I mean, well, this was going to be my read. Not even necessarily this little 17-year-old asshole, because teenagers ain't shit. But if you right. haven't seen it, King, which is this little boy's name... um. Yeah. I guess he got 17 already. That's crazy because I remember when they was doing first doing family hustle and he was like an adorable little baby, right? No, Uh he has grown up and um, yikes, (laughs) it's not going great. Uh, I think he asked for like no pickles on something and they put pickles on it anyway. So he went back in the Waffle House acting crazy, talking to people very disrespectfully. this ain't your restaurant. I'm I'm finna go in here and they got me fucked up and y'all think I'm not gonna jump across the table. Pickles. This is about pickles. So then, quite naturally, the Waffle House employees are like, don't talk to us, you know, like you ain't got no fucking sense. Go outside with all that. And he's like, I can do whatever I want to. I'm on live. I make more than you make in a month, in a day, and pulling out money, and (sighs) just being such an asshole talking about come come see me outside and shit like are you are you threatening violence behind these pickles anyway it was very ugly um super ridiculous king was acting very elitist like he was too good to be in the waffle house which if you feel that way then don't go to the fucking waffle house but
1: waffle house
2: like those people i'm gonna get there anyway
1: yeah
2: so T.I. decides to go live, from the car even,
1: which this is... This the part that confused me. But, yeah.
2: Why are you, as a celebrity, going live from your vehicle to discuss something that your 17-year-old son did? I don't... At Waffle House. Why, why are you doing that? So... T.I. I said that so first of all, you should know that he sprinkled in a bunch of big words that didn't make a whole lot of sense. And didn't need to be there. I mean, and when I say big words, I mean big for a fifth grader. But right,
1: like four <laughs> syllables.
2: Talking about me and me and his uncles, we was perplexed by his necessity to go back and forth with the short order cook. This is a short order. Or to cook, I don't know why he felt like he had to stop and engage with somebody who's at a different level in life and people not living the way they hope they would live and they see you having all the freedom and the luxury and they're going to posture themselves a certain way. So you got to enjoy your life and remove yourself from that energy and why is this important? He graduated with honors and he on the A and B honor roll and he only 17 and not even 18 yet. And he's sitting here arguing with a fucking short order cook. So a few things. First of all, it is not remarkable to graduate from high school at age 17. (laughs) Stop this. (laughs) It's not, it's very common. It's 17 and 18. It's not, he's not 12. Okay. So, (laughs) so stop that. Secondly, really, really want T.I. to stop just throwing in words that he thinks sound smart because there's a way to say things that makes more sense. Perplexed by his necessity to go back and forth. That doesn't make... Nobody talks like that.
1: No one... It, it is so obnoxious, bro. It is. Like... It is. <laughs> nobody... very irritating. ...fucking talks like this. Right. Not a single person speaks out of their motherfucking mouth this way, go ahead.
2: And why is the media talking about this instead of him graduating with A's and B's? Because that's what he was supposed to do.
1: It is just...
2: That's what he was supposed to. He was supposed to graduate from high school and get decent grades. What was standing in his way? He was supposed to do that. You know what he wasn't supposed to do? Go down to the Waffle House and berate them people and act like he's better than them because of his parents' money. What do King even do other than be tiny and T.I. strong? But I see where he gets it from because you on here talking about I can't believe he decided to go back and forth with somebody who's simply jealous of him having all these nice things. And it's just a short order cook. Why are you even stooping down to their level and talking to somebody who's a short order cook? It's the short order cooks of the world that made y'all famous. It's the regular degular everyday ass clocking in and out hourly wage niggas who have made y'all rich and famous in the first goddamn place. Show some respect. If you wouldn't go to Nobu arguing back and forth with the chef because somebody put sliced onions on your plate and you hate onions, if you wouldn't go in there cutting the fuck up and doing all this shit, then don't do it at Waffle House. They are still cooking. They are still making your food. They are still doing, they are still providing a service to you. So how are you going to sit up here and act like these people are beneath you? Like as far as like, like in their worth as human beings. I don't even understand why you're going back and forth with somebody who's just a cook. I don't even understand why you're stooping down to somebody's level. How is that stooping? How? What it is is ugly. It's pretentious. It's spoiled. It's selfish. That's what that is. To act like you better than somebody because of your parents' money. Little nigga, do you even, what do you even do? And I don't care what you, you could have, you could have founded Amazon and I would still feel like you had no right to go and holler at people who are probably making minimum wage and doing their absolute fucking best. Okay, they put pickles on a sandwich and you don't like pickles. So do what everybody else does. Throw the fucking pickles away or go back inside and be like, pickle essence has tainted this food and I cannot eat it. May I have another order that is pickle-less? It's and, really and let that be that ever. you didn't have to do all this. T.I., you didn't have to be such a shit stain of a father. I get it now. I really do. At first, I was like, what is wrong with this little nigga? Who does this? Like, T.I. and Tiny A raised this boy to have better manners than this. Didn't raise him to be a better person than this. But T.I.'s response lets me know that no, they absolutely did not. They completely encouraged it. Not, you know, I talked to my son and said, don't ever disrespect people, especially when they when at work, especially when they're preparing your food. Don't ever act like you better than other people because your parents have money and fame. Like none of that. It was don't talk to the help. I don't even understand why you felt like you had to go back and forth. Girl, fuck you and him. Just disgusting, man. Like T.I. continues to dig himself deeper onto my shit list. I fear he'll never get off of it. At this point, I don't think there's a single thing T.I. could do to make me not be disgusted by him. Everything about him. Like, you just... You fucking up left and right with these kids, dog. Left and fucking right. Hmm. And that's really it for me. There was another... Shooting in Tulsa that I was going to talk about But I actually don't want to Because I don't want to get emotional I just want to say the same thing I've said For the past few weeks regarding shootings in this country This place fucking sucks And it it The anxiety around it When it's like your hometown And you're worried about your family and shit That is terrible but You can't even really process it Because the next day Here go three more mass shootings. Here go more people dead at church, dead at school, dead at a store. Like, I'm just so fucking over it. But that's it for me. I am done.
1: All right. So I'm going to pass my read this week.
2: Pass
3: the read like we used to.
1: And uh, this week, my read goes out to someone who had a passionate, I'm going to just change the names because I feel like you actually said their real name and I don't feel like dealing with that, but whatever. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So it says, hey, hey, sorry for the long origin story, but it's important. I am a quality control uh, engineer for a company here in Texas that is open 24 hours a day. As you well know in Texas it can be one hundred degrees on Monday and a tornado watch on Wednesday. I'm at work and all of a sudden my phone goes off for a severe weather watch. A tornado was coming directly towards our building. A lot of the coworkers just took off early and left for home, but because I'm on the bus and all public transportation was put on hold till the storm passed. And no, I did not want to call a lift and put another person's life in danger just to come and pick up my black ass. I had to wait it out till four a.m. This is where the sorry ass, stingy ass bitch, aka let's say Melvin, mm-hmm. the coworker, comes in. Dealing with the fact that a tornado is headed in my direction, I'm also thinking I need to call everybody to make sure everybody is okay. And oh shit, my phone is dying. And oh shit, my, far- my charger is at home. All this is going through my head. I remember that punk ass bitch, this stingy ass bitch, this hey, <laughs> fuck you bitch, aka Melvin, my coworker, had three, I repeat, three phone chargers at his desk which, by the way, he's on vacation for a week, so he's not even in the damn office. I texted his number and said, Hey, hey, Melvin, it's Tony. There's a tornado coming this way. Can I please borrow one of your phone chargers? Because I'm going to be at work till 4. And I want to make sure that I have my phone completely charged. He texted back, yeah, sure. I texted back, thank you. The storm had damaged a few things around us, but everybody was okay, and I left at 4 a.m. But before I left, I put the phone charger in my locker as I was off for the next two days, but wasn't feeling well, so I took it off an extra day. Now, I also was confused here. I'll get to that. Okay. By the fourth day, this lying-ass, punk-ass, stingy-ass, broke-ass, skinny-ass, half-black, and I hate that half-ass bitch Came back from vacation and was telling everybody in the office that I had stole his 1999 phone charger. <laughs> so when I get back to work, HR is asking me why I'm stealing people's phone chargers.
2: Oh my God.
1: Let me explain something to you, Melvin, you dry snitching ass bitch. I can't steal something I asked to borrow, but, I be- but because I didn't put it back on your desk fast enough because I wasn't there... Your dumb assumed I stole it. How stupid did it feel when I showed HR all the text messages that were sent back and forth explaining, I will return the phone charger to your desk when I get back to work. I understand that you... I understand... That the nigga that your motherfucked apparently destroyed her whole entire being, so oh, she man. probably raised you to think that black people steal and to hate that side of your DNA. Well, bitch, this black person doesn't. I guess it didn't occur to you. I guess it didn't occur to you, sir. That <laughs> said, <laughs> HR's uh, office, Christopher, whatever. I saw okay. that in office in your office. Oh, well. That in the midst of a tornado, I wanted to keep in contact with my family to make sure that everybody knows that I'm okay. Or maybe just to watch Netflix and calm my mental health down. I guess I didn't come across to your bitch-ass mind. So let me just say to you, Mr. Chris, if I see you at Walmart, Target, or Best Buy, I will walk to Electronics and purchase a $20 phone charger. And then I will open the package, take out the charger, Find whatever aisle that you're in and commence to whooping your ass up and down the aisle with it. What? Then I will throw the charger at you and say, go run and tell HR, thank you for reading this if you do, and thank you both both for the great shows over the years. Love you, a black woman who doesn't steal. Now when I read this, I thought to myself, why didn't you just put the charger back on a nigga desk before yeah, you? Went
2: home? That's my question. That's exactly where I am. I'm not
1: finding that information in this email. <laughs> <laughs> What she said something about it? I just didn't, she didn't feel she good. She said that she wasn't there. She said she didn't go and put the de- it back on the desk fast enough because she wasn't there. <laughs> I'm going to need you, much like the other person who I said to email an update, to go ahead and send the part. <laughs> were, were you locked in a part of the office that was specific for Tornado <laughs> Watchness? And thus, you were not. I don't understand why you didn't just put the, the shit back. Right. But I will say that if the nigga had two other chargers and you hadn't returned to work, there was no need for him to go around and start accusing you of theft. I think that he could have, at the very least, just gone to HR or to whoever the higher up was. Or just contacted you and said, hey, where the fuck is my goddamn charger? Yep. Um, Before he started going around and saying, hey, this black bitch steals things. Like, you didn't even get an opportunity to come back to work and return the charger before you had to deal with whatever. But I am confused as to why you didn't just put it back to wherever the fuck you found it. (laughs) Um, I will say, however, (laughs) that um, I read this and it made me laugh because it's absurd and I didn't have a read. So there you go. (laughs) Um, I'm finished. <laughs>
2: okay. I uh, um, yeah. I don't know that I fully agree with you, Miss Miss Reed Writer, because it seems to me you should have just put it back before you left work that night <laughs> or four a.m. It just seems like you should have just taken the twenty steps and put it back where you got it from. But I also think it is ridiculous that he went to HR about this, knowing that you had it and you had been out sick, like. Seems like a very easy thing that could have been. This didn't have to go this far. This just didn't have to. It didn't have to reach
1: HR levels. So again, it's Patty. I Mm -hmm. appreciate Patty to a degree. Even though this one's kind (laughs) of dumb. But, you know, that's what you got.
2: If you would like to pass your read, you can send that over to pass the read at gmail.com. And that is going to wrap up this week's episode of the show. Check us out at this and online at this is the read. You can find our merch at shop Any other announcements or things from you before we leave?
1: Um, first of all, I may not even keep this. In the show, maybe I'll have someone remove it. We'll see. Yeah. But I felt feel like I might need to say that I perhaps need a break. I'm currently in a place in my mental health that is, as I'm being told, an emergency and very dangerous. Suicide and self-harm revolve around it. I take this show very seriously. I feel a responsibility to it. I enjoy doing it. So not doing it and missing dates gives me anxiety. However, If I want to live, I might have to reevaluate the way things are currently stacked in my life because I currently don't want to live. And as I as I said, I'm being told this is an emergency. So,
2: it is, yeah.
1: I don't currently have any plans to do anything differently, but I'm being aggressively encouraged to uh remove myself from things for a bit i also don't i don't uh share much and I haven't been very active on social a lot lately so I guess I figured if I disappeared or something happened I didn't want it to be like what's going on so I'm finished speaking (laughs)
2: You're doing great. Yep. I'm glad you said something. Yep. You know how much we love you and and everything else can wait. Nothing there's not a single thing in this world mo- worth more than your life. Not one thing.
1: It's just, <laughs> it's not fair, <laughs> and if. <sighs> I'm trying real hard. I'm so so tired. (laughs) So again, I don't know. I like to joke and I like this show and even without the pressures of like what are people going to think about it and is it going to be funny which is like a weekly thing sometimes it's just me talking to you you know Mm -hmm. my friend and that's something And I get to feel something that's not. Yeah. So I like to do this show, but if I have to do things differently for a bit, then maybe I have to do things differently for a bit. And that's it. I'm done talking about
2: <laughs> Okay.
1: So what and else? That no, nope. <laughs> that's the end of the thing. And
2: that will be just fine. Um, to everybody else, take care of yourselves, and yeah, we out.